Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Block Sauce, your weekly web show that serves up the juiciest discussions and debates in the world of Web3 culture. I'm your host, Jen Kieran, and we've got an incredible panel of experts lined up for you today, so sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy some serious sauce. watching the video. All right, how's everybody going doing today? Fantastic. As you guys can see, oh, I, I forgot to change Sinjin's name. You're Fresco for now. <laughs> oh, God, Fresco. I got Dove and I forgot Sinjin. There we go, fixed. I'm Fresco. Look at my pipes. Watch me. Oh, I love myself. Man, I was I, this morning. I was working on so much with the with the streams and overlays and everything. And you know, I thought I nailed everything. That's my bad. Well, now you're singing again. So. Oh no! I want to be fresco. <laughs> we don't want to confuse people. I want but... to love my pipes. Uh, I'm the sun god fresco. <laughs> How you doing, Jorge Dub? What you guys up there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Sinjin did such a like flex that my my phone fell. The video camera fell off the computer just now. I saw this that you got a lovely muscle. ceiling. <laughs> oh man, very ornate. A very nice uh, light fixture you have there as well. I noticed the <laughs> ceiling fan. Quite quite a ballsy play there. Uh, but yeah, doing great. Lovely day. Staying cool, calm, and collected here in the, the wild world of Web3. Oh, it's wild indeed. We got lots of news. Uh, I'm sure you guys have been in all the loops and seen all the, the, the various things that have been coming across the feed. So we're just going to dive right into it. Sinjin, I'm sorry. I know you've been drugged through this time and time again. But the first thing we're going to bring up has probably been the hottest topic of the week, the Azuki Mint. So I'm going to, you know, I'm not familiar with Azuki. I'm going to be fully transparent. Like I I just recently started hearing about them because of the mint and everything. Um, but this is kind of what I've gathered, right? They've had these collections, and it's mostly brand and, and IP related. There's no real utility. They're not really used for a game or anything like that. Um, and they had a new mint this week at 2 ETH, mind you. It sold out, so there's obviously a want and demand for it. But they claimed it was to grow the garden... But from what I've seen and heard, most of the people who got in were already holding Azuki assets. Do you guys have anything to add to that? Like, am I missing something here? Well, they, yeah. they dropped the 10K to existing holders, right? And then they had the chance to mint further. And then uh, the beans got like the remaining like thousand or so. And that's how pretty much it ran. So it was like, was it 20,000 additional? I'm not sure. 20,000 additional, but what's interesting is technically they did grow the garden because through the FUD cycle that happened and getting below mint, that gave an opportunity for new people to enter below the mint cost even and essentially grow the garden. I mean, whether it was, <laughs> it was the right way to do it. Um, that, that's the best play, you know, like just crash your price and allow more people to come in. 
that's what, that's what Elon's been doing. Like Elon's taking his Tesla. It's a valid strategy, right? And he keeps reducing the price. And you buy it, and then he announces that the price has now dropped, and the people who just bought it like two weeks before are pissed. But at least it brings more Tesla people in. It's better for the whole ecosystem. Well, this morning Absolutely. I was yeah. seeing that they apparently cashed out like 40, 40 ETH or something like that. 40 mil. USD. Well, no, 40 mil yeah. is what they made from the Mint, but apparently they yeah. already took it to Coinbase and cashed out. Oh. Could be. But, but, but here's the thing to it. Like, I, I, I mean, essentially, you know, the expectations, I think what we were seeing on FUD on, on crypto Twitter were because a lot of the art looks the same, right? And I don't know if the expectations were even ever set to say that art will be different. If you look at like how um, the evolution of some of these gaming characters over years, sometimes the character doesn't really change much, right? Like it, do, it, do, it really doesn't. So like, I guess it, there was a miss expectation and it could be communication issue from the Azuki team to, to their holders. But again, I don't really see any fun from the holders. I think the holders were very happy about what what the um, new art the looks who, like of the ones who didn't sell their their main Azuki. So that's I was about thing, to say right? there was a lot of liquidating happened, so I'm there was definitely some but holders there's, there's, not there's happy. So many memes about it. like this is this like this is the Azuki, right? And then this is the Azuki Elemental, right? I think the, Azuki the... Elemental, and then maybe some kind of element. <laughs> no, no. So Azuki? I saw the best meme Azuki I saw. Elemental. The best oh. meme I saw was somebody took a Google captcha and they that said, the which, one. yeah, which one of these is an, uh, an Azuki? And I looked at it and I'm like, they all look the same to me. And then that was the whole point. I was like, oh crap, I'm a bot. <laughs> yeah, Azuki? But. Azuki Elemental. But That's I did see the animals and I did like the animals. I'm just going to say, I'll give them credit there. I want a red yeah. panda. And I, I gave them their fix already. So as soon as the next blood moon happens, all of the human Azukis will transform into their inner animal. And that that's the whole play. What happens to the pandas? Pandas stay. They're already, they already transformed. They, See, the thing just... about it is, if some of the elementals didn't have like two mouths or like were like holding like, you know, the wand like this kind of thing like this or whatever, mm -hmm. then, you know, people might be able to say, hey, well, you know, they did their best and, you know, this was very deliberate. I think the issue is that people thought that maybe they didn't think it through. And then there was this massive amount of copium saying, no, these guys are like the biggest geniuses ever. They wanted it to drop. So it enter into, you know, enter more people into the space and stuff like that. I've got to say there's a lot of copium. Uh, my final word on it uh, in Gamified was that you know what they're doing what they're doing but i think for for actually web3 gaming uh no like it's pretty clear like we're not gonna have crossover here mm -hmm. you know um there are pfp guys who like are looking at gaming as part of an ip uh play possibly but they have no idea what that really means and we're gaming guys with pfps or you know nfts looking to you know create you know a different kind of game ownership structure so you know, I think this is not really the bottom, but um, I don't know what to say. Like, I think it was just a bad business move, personally, myself. You know, had they executed it better, uh, I think it would have been passable, but they didn't even execute it better. And who wants to make their main collection drop 40%? 
Yeah, but Sinjin, what, what do you consider? Uh, what, what, how, how are you considering a bad business in the sense that at the end of the day, they sold out, they made the money. Mm-hmm. They, if, if you look at the business metrics, they technically actually did really, really well. Yep. Right now, the perception from the from us might be a different thing. But if on a business standpoint, I mean, I, 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 hey, if I sold out the collection, I, I, that's it. Like that was let, the goal. Let me, let me right? explain to you, young Padawan. Young, <laughs> young uh, special force strike leader. And I will tell you what the grand strategist has to say. I know you're good at killing people and sniping them off one on one. But I come with the nuclear missiles, man, my friend. And what the nuclear missile says is that short term, absolutely. But, you know, lifetime to create a reputation and a day to screw, like if it's a brand, right? And that's what you're really building out. Like who gives a shit about this, right? Because the longevity of it and the longer you go out and and the more solid that is, I mean, is it really worth it for these short term games? So, yeah, I agree. Like on a revenue basis or in a bear market getting more funds that's great but for the long-term survival of their brand or development of that it's not a good look well i want to play devil's advocate here real quick because uh, i just add real quick i'll go for it like i'll just tell you one thing is that this is not the first time azuki's been fudded and and fudded hard right i mean uh, azuki was at like what uh pre-market bull like up there and they they went down like relatively fast when they had their their whole issue with the uh, team. So I mean, I, I gotta admit for that for them to do this and bounce back the way they did, that's pretty impressive. Now again, back to the long term of what Sinjin's talking. These guys have been through some already some ups and downs that that I would almost say like you know the, I, I would I would have never bought back in or anything because I would have been like eh it's already question marks about the team. But you know um, I, I agree. Luckiness can only go so far, my young Padawan. You can only dodge so many bullets until one gets you right between the eyes. And that's the one that does it. I mean, past luckiness does not, uh, you know, ensure uh, future luckiness. And uh, let's not get it like, you know, I mean, there's a lightning in the bottle, but there's a fucking lot of luck here. But the team is the team in the background, you know, whatever like that. And there's a lot of, I I would say, um, you know, anonymity and, and, and the rest on it. And, you know, people... They don't mind to forgive when the team is executing and they had a large bag anyways, right? And they throw mm-hmm. great parties relative to the Web3 scene, right? But, you know, was this, uh, you know, you know, you can't say on any measure uh, that this was a good play, right? And now if they turn it around, can they turn it around? Yes, right? Uh, but to say that this was a, you know, it was a job well done, I mean, I got to say no. And uh, if I was Fresco here... I would be converted by the words of Sinjin right now. And I would say, as Fresco, Sinjin, I thought Knox was a knock was the smartest guy around, but no, you have truly converted me to your way. And I'm now fully a disciple of you, Sinjin. That's what Fresco would be saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I gotta I gotta play devil's advocate because I know everybody likes to to build into the negative hype train. And I understand that this meant from as me, somebody looking from the outside in, I have no affiliation or knowledge of Azuki. You're telling me you want me to br- come into your community. I'm not spending the equivalent of a down payment or even buying a new uh, a, a whole used car to grab a JPEG. It's not happening. But what if all of this negative sentiment? Have you noticed everybody's talking about them right now? Everybody. This is like I have not seen anybody talking about Azuki as much as until this mint. What and people if, are buying right now. 
I know. What if? Because people were buying before the mint too. They wanted to hit that snapshot, right? So, what if the the entire play is this was intentional? I'm, I'm just again devil's advocate, and they're actually going to release a system that allows you to upgrade your art in the future. Do you think that that would be acceptable, or do you still think that this was completely fumbled? I think this was completely I, I fumbled, but I, I think that he can definitely turn it around, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't think anything's been fumbled. Again, again, I'm looking at this, at this at, at, from a business standpoint, right? Like they made the money, they've mm -hmm. done, the, they did the first collection, they grew their community, they have a fucking strong community apparently for them to sell out this one, right? Like for for them to do what they just did. That means the community was behind it, right? Like they they they're doing whatever. I'm not part of the Yazuki community, so I can't really yeah. speak on it, right? But I'm I have I'm trying to look at it in both ways. Like I'm trying to play devil's advocate with Sinjin here because like I'm like, damn, they've done a lot of the things that almost every project wishes they could do, right? Exactly. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, I, I'm almost at, at the same on the, on the board eight uh, community sense in the sense that like. For what Web3 is, they haven't scammed their rug yet. <laughs> so, like, you know, at least they're doing something. Now, the issue here is I think that, that all of us, I don't know, is what exactly is Zuki going to build? Like, what is it that they're going to do is a really question. Are they going to do comic books? Are they going to do an anime series? Are they going to do a game? Are they going to do all these things? Because then I have to ask, like, is the $40 million enough to do that, right? It might be. I don't know. Is there another collection? Like, what does the roadmap look like for Azuki, right? Like, those are the questions that I now want to, like, kind of, like, deep, deep. Because then, if there is a proper roadmap and they've been following the roadmap and buying into this project at 2E or whatever it is, mm -hmm. may, may, might, might make, make a lot, lot more sense than going to a project that's the first time going to sell their NFT uh, with a lot of unknowns. At least these guys have the, everything in, on a checklist from an investor standpoint. Um, checking off saying, okay, well, here's a couple things that they've already done and, and, and there's a track history. I So yeah. from a business standpoint, I agree with you 100%. What you got, Dub? I was just going to say, I think they, they have a lot to fight now, though. I think they've lost mm -hmm. their security flavor uh, with their community because I doubt if they, if they had something that was like a mint for one ETH or whatever in a week or two from now, I bet a majority of those buyers would be hesitant expecting the mint to drop below mint price or, or whatever, you know, like I, I saw this in sporting goods too. Like um, <laughs> if you follow Peloton, they, they tried to launch a treadmill and unfortunately skipped some safety issues and had some kids get hurt on the treadmill and then lost branding, lost the safety aspect in there in the space and have been just on a downfall since so like i i wonder if Azuki's going to follow that same kind of path because there's definitely like this trust and safety that their community felt with them it's for sure tarnished now you know the thing about and i agree with that i think the the the, the point that i really agree with dub is that that security aspect of it so they're almost like the last remnants of the bull market where their you know floor price was still holding good and that really is the main metric for a lot of people right true and you know with blur and everything else like that everyone kind of dropped but they were holding steady i mean there's no way that they came in thinking that hey it's going to be a good thing if our floor price drops right because <laughs> you never know how much that can drop with so anyone who's saying that this was deliberate i mean you're just you're 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 full on copium but in, in in terms of the turnaround absolutely at the end of the day 
can they, you know, reissue the metadata? Can they reissue a new contract? Can they whatever? Like right now, it's you know, Azuki, you know, Azuki Elemental, you know, and then you know, they like you know, get the jacket on here, right? <laughs> and then this is Azuki version two, you know, and then right, it's good. Everyone's happy. But now, now hold on. It, oh, but yeah. you see, I'm gonna have to rest now. <laughs> oh, okay. Fucking Suzuki version two. Whatever happens, happens. Go ahead. But 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 it seems that the community is okay with those versions. No one's complaining about it, right? I mean, like, I, if if it was such an issue, I think it, I think Suzuki would have taken a huge hit right now because then it would have been like, oh my god, this is the same art. But it, it they're not issue, taking. Are you on the same Twitter as I am? I was about to say they yeah, they took about a 40 40 e hit. Forty percent. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 NFT project. I mean, ninety percent is usually the I think the real hit, right? No. no I mean, is it? Thing is that Zuki is one of the last of the like the the remnants from the from the bull, right? And for them to do that, uh, do I think they have a team that can turn it around and execute now that whatever? Yeah, I think so too, right? Do I think it's the end of Azuki? I don't think so, because there are a thousand more projects just like what you said, Ori, that would have taken a ninety percent hit and they would have been eradicated. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, this is all kind of like an academic argument because uh, or whatever in terms of like talking about whether they're getting into gaming or they're getting into like anime and stuff like that. And the trailer looks great. Right. Yep. But if you if you've been watching anime for 20 years, not like one element of their trailer was like brand new. Right. Nope. But if they put it together and everything's like, oh, look, water building, oh, lightning going through the sky hitting. I can remember it all because it's like. There are so many of the same anime that they've just cut up and put together. You know, I'm an old fuck. You can't fool me, motherfuckers, right? You think that's cool? You think that girl's hot? Man, I saw hotter girls back in the 80s, you know? You think that hardcore? Man, back in the 80s and 90s, that was much more hardcore, you know? And uh, it's all nicely packaged for, like, this very superficial generation that is looking at shit anime that's just, like, mass-produced anyways. Um, and they're not hard to impress. But I'll say, though... You know, I wish them the best. I hope they do get in, into gaming. And but is forty million enough? But they have they have money from before as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know Yuga Labs and Azuki spending money and stuff like that. I think it's great. I think what Yuga Labs is doing is great. I think it's good for the space and stuff like yeah. that. And when the real games kind of get to market and and start really getting the Web three gamers or whatever kind of games there are, you know, maybe there will be this or maybe it will be a, you know complete divergence. I'm not sure. But it, you know those groups of you know, you go into a PFP space and you go into a, like a Web3 gaming space. They're totally two different things. Like, I feel like I'm on another planet, man. Right. And, uh, you know, before when there was like Goblin Town and stuff like that, and I would listen in or Milady stuff and I'd drop in and I would leave after 10 minutes because I'm like, there's no way I can participate in this. And listening to this shit makes me feel like I'm not like, am I insane or are these people insane? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Right. So, because there'd be like a thousand people in there. I'm like, holy shit. So my only criticism of the whole situation is communication. Um, I looked on their Twitter and I I scrolled through days of pages dating before the mint. I could not find any utility. I could not find any roadmap. I could not find any use for these NFTs. There was no real art teasers other than like, I, I think there may have been like a bean or something because of the bean holders. I don't know. 
I feel like if they had been more transparent about why this mint was going on, what it was going to be used for, and that the, some of the art was going to still be really similar to the original, I think there would be a lot less outcry. I think people going in blindly faith, like with blind faith, just trusting that Azuki's going to do the right thing is what led to people being disappointed. Care, this, this is where like you, you're, you're disconnected with the PFP space because they, <laughs> they detail yeah. shit because it's a fucking Vegas party. Check yeah. your wallets, motherfuckers, right? <laughs> the expectation was like, you know? Yeah, I also wonder if they did actually reveal a lot of the humans that were very close to the Genesis Suzuki's. If they had revealed and done like a highlight trail trailer or something, yeah. like would, would of that caused FUD leading into the mint? Yes or no? You know, when that, did the that... trailer come out? The anime trailer come out? Did it come after the mint or before? Pretty sure it was before. It's before. Yeah, before. There you go. It was at the at Vegas. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's that's the elementals. Although it's hard to find out what the <laughs> elemental traits are when you look at the elemental. Again, I'm not bagging on it. I wish them all the best yeah. of luck. I love you, Azuki people. I love the anime space. <laughs> you know. So oh, so are you buying? Are you are you gonna buy an Azuki today or no? I'll, I'll I'll totally be honest. Is that uh, no? But I was very early to buy one when they were like 1.2 ETH very early. Uh, no, but you know, at that time I had just gone to the NFT space and I had been looking at these apes and everything else like that. And, and actually nothing had uh, held my interest at all. And for mm -hmm. me as like a non NFT person to think about even spending like 1.2 ETH or whatever like that at the time, I'm like, you know, that's, that seems like a lot. And, uh, but I still remember that moment because that was, that Azuki art was the only art that I thought was great. And to be frank, uh, my own gaming project, uh, my angry, Yaya friend, right. We took a lot of cues from that, trying to learn what that was all about and, and fall suit with it with uh, like a lot, like Valhalla, all these other projects that happened. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for what they're good at, Azuki executes the best and they did get the lightning in the bottle. I personally would have preferred they did something a little bit more uh, like a different stylized art or, you know, different stylized anime or whatever like this and actually had a win, you know? I disagree. I disagree. I think the art was great. They just need to get rid of the humans and use more red pandas. Done. Yeah, how many red pandas are there in the entire <laughs> platform? Probably like 20, right? Yeah, 20. <laughs> All right, you're right, Jim Karen. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> but no, I, I I do wish them the best. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping an eye on those red panda prices. I'm not even kidding. I I don't know. I just love pandas. And once I saw that they were in the collection, I was like, you know what? I could foot on a Zuki just so I can get a cheaper panda. But we'll 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 keep it unbiased, right? <laughs> I'll be sure in my next collection to put in the pandas, red pandas as well. Yes. Yes. Heck yeah. So, moving on. It's an idea, you see. Unless no, anybody's got something to add. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to add on Azuki before we before we go to the next one? The the only other thing is it's an interesting trend that's coming out is like the elemental knockoff or spoof. Um, I'm seeing a lot of it from like ETH lizards, from uh, the ARFs, the sappy seals. Um, so I'm very I'm gonna pay attention to those. Um, just from like a humor standpoint, I want to see <laughs> who does it and you know how that lands. Meiji, we're gonna do we're gonna do elemental Meiji's. There you right? go. 
Yeah. Except they're going to do them right, and they're going to have actual elements. No, 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 and, no, no. And you they'll just change. They'll yes. just shift. They'll change. look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're just mirroring them. Okay, got it. Yeah, we'll just mirror them, and it's an elemental. Okay. Well, in other news, for those that did not see it yesterday, it looks like one of Solana's largest NFT rental platforms is shutting down Cardinal. Did anybody catch that one? News to Solana? me. Solana? Is that a is that a chain? Yeah, you, and you know that, Jorge. You know we can dig on Wax and that chain. That's fine, but Solana—they still have active games with active <laughs> ecosystems True. and active player bases to this day, with over a year worth of history since Mint. So, do you you want to know nice a fun try. fact about Solana? If you spell it backwards, it's anal OS. <laughs> that's a fun fact. I learned that fact that you know some words are like. One way or the other, like the original was Solana Beach, which I've been to in San Diego, and then Anal OS the other way. So, Sinjin, so, I just got a comment. Meiji Elementals, I'd buy that. So, there you go. Next collection. All right, little pandas <laughs> and flipped perspectives and stuff like that. You got it. Portraits. Too eat. Too eat, too. Well, sure you know, it. that's sad. I mean, uh, you know, the thing with the rental thing is we're doing that as well. We have a supplier that, that is going to have. Oh, what supplier could that be? Oh, yes. Uh, I wonder. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to making an official announcement on uh, this particular supplier. Uh, but one thing is that, you know, we are on ETH. There are issues there, but it's also a matter mm. of, um, you know, uh, whether or not the value is there for rental. So I think there's two propositions here. One is, uh, you know, rent the NFT, see whether or not the game is good, where you fit with it. Rent the NFT and see if there is a monetary, you know, benefit for doing so. Right. I think well, the the potential for in, renting NFTs is actually really underestimated and something that people haven't really talked about or advertised too much. Um, I was actually in a space with the re NFT team and they asked them, well, why would somebody want to rent an NFT? Like, why would you want to rent an in game asset, right? And I jumped up on that stage so quick. I'm like, look, guys, I play World of Warcraft. I raid every week. And sometimes when we want to push bosses, I don't have the gear for the boss. If you tell me that I can just spend you know two dollars or whatever go buy a full set of equipment off of somebody rent it for the night go in kill the boss and then tomorrow it goes back to the original owner what's wrong with that that's great yeah. i can progress my game i can continue playing and, and pushing content and all it takes is a couple of bucks versus me having to shell out like a hundred dollars or if you want to be a free player like a hundred hours to grind for the gear right some of us have nine to fives we can't grind games like the, this younger generation right right <laughs> So, well, so do you think it's more of an education issue, really? Because, like, you know, I think, like, uh, what's being built, I mean, this 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 is an infrastructure that is much needed, especially in a mm -hmm. space where there's a lot more metagamers than actual gamers, right? So yeah. so that, that this infrastructure is very much needed. But is it more of the, either an education or a security of safe, like, do I feel safe, my assets being, um, you know, being lent, um, type thing. Like, what do you think is the issue here? Well, I'm going to personally say education. And that's because whenever I first came into the space and I saw Cardinal and I was like, why would I rent an NFT from somebody? I was like, I, there's no reason to, there's no, like I can just go buy my own. Right. But then I start seeing these, these assets that are selling for like two, $3,000. And I'm like, 
I'm not buying that, <laughs> you know? So being given the option of renting it, even if it's for a day or a week or whatever, at a much, much more reasonable and affordable price point is great for me as a user because now all of a sudden I can afford entry. And it's great for the people who buy the asset and rent it out because now they can get passive income and support the economy within the, you know, the rest of the game. I think it's actually boils down to market evolution and it's a chicken and the egg kind of scenario mm -hmm. like sports markets i just draw conclusions to sport markets i guess left and right but the rental sport market did the same thing like as new sports emerge and all that the rental of that sport doesn't come in until much after that sport is like developed there's a player like and with gaming like there's never been a reason to rent a csgo knife skin just because it would be just a flex why would you do that you know like but now with web3 gaming and everything i have an army of meiji i have an army of angry girlfriends and i want to loan them out to my friends for free to be on my army and to be part of my yakuza clan mm -hmm. and that's an evolution in gaming that just hasn't happened yet and it's like that needs to be like have the structure in the game the fan base to be behind it and then these platforms really start to sing and really start to show because it, it's the bark is just not there for it yet what do you think sinjin like uh, i completely agree with the, the the thing about it is that you know obviously most of the web3 developers are are hoping uh, or have designed for a game that will um, will have solved like the the play to earn thing or a derivative of that. Mm -hmm. And if it does do that, then having your asset uh, as the NFT sit there without being played is 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 negative, like asset value, right? You you want it to be played, right? Or else, if it's a cooperative game, you hold the asset of it. You hope that it's going to appreciate. Uh, but you want it to work, and if you can, you know, work with your friends and create like an in-game clan that's set up for that. And for myself as a as a game developer designer, I mean, we've set it up with that in mind, right? But this is all dependent upon whether or not the mechanism for the like the hybrid or whatever evolved play to earn or whatever you want to call it works, right? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, or if it's not really there, one moment, sorry. The wife was calling. Um, <laughs> I just hung up on her for you guys. Oh no! Yeah, it's okay. Luckily, she's not in crypto Twitter. She's not calling me to give me shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh my god! Sometimes we're at like we're at like a dinner party and stuff like that, and she like steps on my toe, and she steps it on. I, oh. Like after 15 years of marriage, there's like varying degrees of like stepping on my toe. It's like step on my toe, relax. You know, calm down. Step on my toe. You're like kind of pissing me off. Step on my toe. You don't bother coming home tonight. You know, <laughs> like there's like different levels of like whatever. Uh, her her doing that. Um, but I would say that if you don't have like this kind of um, play to earn type of mechanism, whatever form it is, or however you want to say it in there, and you're just about adoption, right? then it's totally dependent upon whether or not this game gets adopted in, in a way that, you know, works and it, it gets that volume. And then, you know, I think Dove's prediction really kicks in at that time where there is this lag 
before uh, this this really happens. So we got a comment, Sinjin. Uh, they said that she's Pavloving you. Pavloving me, yeah. <laughs> she has. She has. Someone touches my foot. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to slow down now. But luckily, I'm free to say what I want. For now. For now. <laughs> I was going to do the sun god flex. See, I have so much fat that you, you can't even see when I flex, like, the muscle tone. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is, like, how big, I'm sure... Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Fresco's forms, uh, like biceps. Are. But he's got definition, though. I just you should, uh, you should do with a push-ups on camera so that everybody could see it. Yeah, yeah. You know I can do it. Did you see the push-ups that I did at the Wolf oh, no. You, you were out that time. Boy, you never it. saw it, though. Eh? I'll send it. To I saw. Him. I was. I what do you mean? I was go, going down up the stairs when I heard the, the commotion. And I was like, all right, let me turn around. What's happening here? Dub's like, I got oh. the recording. We we got it on yeah, video. Four yeah. K. Yeah, we're up. We're all good. Uh, it's funny. Fresco has vanity muscles, and then uh, Sinjin has actual muscles. muscles. Yeah, real man muscles. That's right. You can just say it straight you up. Quote me on that. Feel free. <laughs> all right. Relationship with the Fresco. <laughs> so the next up on the chopping block is Elixir X GameStop. For those that are not aware, Elixir is now working with GameStop. It's been announced officially that they're working on a Web3 native launcher called Player. And this is going to be under the GameStop umbrella. Um, I know that Elixir previously announced partnerships with Square Enix, so it seems like they're reaching out, making some pretty big moves with some big names from the Web2 space. Uh, are you guys bullish or... Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, right? I mean, I'm happy to see GameStop pushing the agenda and, and making these moves mm -hmm. in general. Um, overall, when I look at the launcher landscape, um, I do feel it's a bit overcrowded, and I would have rather seen GameStop somewhere plugging into like Epic or Steam or something like this, uh, more existing. But overall, it, it, I think it's a big win for the space over, and it depends on execution, <laughs> really, here on forward. Well, I don't like the thought of them plugging in with Steam because Steam's complete like anti-blockchain, anti-crypto, blah, blah, blah stance. So I don't think that would have worked out for them. Epic is a bit more lenient, but they've got a big flag for all the Web3 games that basically even advises you not to buy into them. Um, so I feel like teaming up with the Web3 native launcher is great. Uh, whether or not they really needed to, though, I, I don't know. I feel like GameStop probably could have just built it on their own. Yeah, I think they kind of bought some some like uh, audience respect by doing this. Um, so people who are familiar True. with Web3 and are in this market are going to be more willing to jump in to GameStop because they are partnered with an already existing name in the space that people trust. Do we people trust them though? <laughs> So I, I, I do. I actively use it, Elixir. I used it yesterday. So. so I'm looking at this more from the business standpoint, and I think this is an excellent move because GameStop has seen decreasing sales constantly. Let's be honest, physical copies of games are becoming less and less common. Some developers aren't even releasing physical copies. So I think leaning into the software side and focusing on trying to get people involved on the software end and making purchases through those systems might actually be really beneficial for them, similar to what we've already seen from like Microsoft and Sony with their cloud offerings and stuff like that. So 
with that in mind, what's your opinion? Well, I think we should, uh, uh, you know, excuse Jorge from this conversation because he's a consultant and I, I don't want him to say stuff that will never get him any more clients. But let me speak as someone whose game will never go on to GameStop because it is a plus 17 game of luxury and 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 just, you know, R-ratedness. It's not R-rated, but whatever. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it's a public company. You know, they, you know the, the GameStop is, you know, infamous because of, you know, Roaring Kitty and uh, Wall Street Bets and all the rest. And it was shorted for pretty good reasons. Uh, the management was completely uninspired. And then, you know, all this stuff happened. And then we're expecting all these things from GameStop to kind of convert from retail to online. Do they have the chops for it? You know, the very first thing they had done, not the very first thing, but something that we thought was very significant was, uh, you know, Mutable X and uh, we call it their NFT shop. Is that correct? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that didn't really go off. I mean, it did for a bit. I mean, better than some other NFT places, right? And then uh, mm -hmm. with uh, Elixir, uh, you know, what are they trying to do? But, you know, public companies, they need to make public announcements and they need to do the best public announcement they can. That doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're picking the best solution. They may say they're picking the best solution, but that's not really always the case. Myself, uh, you know, the stream's live, right? Yeah. I like to plug out a uh, hyperplay. Some uh, really good uh, actual real technical development there, not just like taking uh, open source shit and kind of like repurposing and stuff. Um, and and I think like if you're gonna like if you're gonna focus on something like that, yeah, I'm just saying like it's just real. This is real. I don't give a fuck about like Elixir. I don't give a fuck about GameStop. You know. So uh, you know we're not gonna work together. Fine. Don't call me. I'm not calling you. You know. Uh, but oh man. Uh, like, is, is it a big deal? It's only a big deal for people who want it to be a big deal. You hold, you hold GameStop stocks, great. You, you, you're supporting Elixir, great. And you, you think that, you know, this is going to, you know, push all the bags up and it's suddenly going to bring us into uh, like a bull market in the middle of the worst bear market in the history of mankind, modern finance. Sure, since the Great Depression. Fuck, yeah. Fuck, fuck all the other narratives in the world, right? Like this narrative of GameStop, and elixir it's gonna change the fucking world right and then azuki's yesterday's news right uh i think it's oh. a nothing burger i will be really surprised if anything really happens out of this one year from now and someone go on that twitter remind me in a year whether sinjin's the right motherfucker like he always is right and they will re repeat back i don't need a year to like come back sinjin is the right motherfucker here it's right? in my calendar don't worry yeah yeah i just want to say sinjin right now my face hurts because of how much i am laughing and smiling and it, i'm not just like kind of smiling i'm like smiling hard and i can't stop because the longer you go on the more i'm just dying <laughs> look i think uh look at the end of the day um my, my, my biggest concern uh, I, not, not not with this relationship my biggest concern in web 3 has always been that we don't have the right business professionals to really understand um, what uh, putting together a roadmap and a business plan and, and how uh, to actually execute on certain things, right? And so I think like, you know, um, the, a move like this from GameStop and, yeah. and Elixir, I just hope that, you know, uh, Elixir and uh, is putting in the right uh, people behind pushing this because this is a huge thing for them. And a huge thing for GameStop, and a huge thing for the for the for the for the Web three space. And so, like, there's more reason for me to be like very supportive of this 
but, I, but history tells us in the Web3 space, we just haven't been able to successfully do anything in Web3 space because sometimes we're just lacking the right people. And so I just hope that again, like, and, and they, they might have the right people. So I, 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 Carlos and his team might have the right people. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying about the space. So I'm just excited, hopefully, that this is something that helps the space bring more people, more users. And then the more users that are in here, they'll see Dub playing being number one on Meiji. We'll bring more people to Meiji and then they want to play Meiji. So, like, I don't know, it might be a trickle effect for the whole space. More users, we need it. Cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. Let's see what happens. You know what I would love to see? GameStop needs to come up with a Power, power Up Rewards member NFT because I'm tired of resubscribing every year. And if they did that, then what they could do is all their partner games could use that NFT to reward people with in-game stuff. I'm just saying, just an idea. I'm an idea guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that like it, with, with what you just said, I mean, like think about how many people are subscribed to that, right? And, and if this GameStop deal is something that's going to open up the floodgates to people all learning more about Web3, um, I hope that again, like the games have the right uh marketing in the sense that it that's not like crypto nft hey i'm gonna buy my nft like hey it's a digital asset in your skin or whatever it is in the game you need to play this or whatever and i hope it's very like understanding to gamers right like which has been our biggest issue in this past year or two that we're not very um friendly to to web web 2 gamers so um yeah i, I hope that we uh, are understanding all these issues in the space while we're making a, such a large uh, partnership. You know, but the crazy thing here is that, you know, as a public company, they have to look at numbers. Okay. I'll be, uh, I'll stop fooling around for a second here. <laughs> they got to look at numbers and they got to, they got to get numbers. They got to get revenues, right? Mm -hmm. They got to show growth, right? It's, it's one of those things, but ultimately it's about growth. Right. And, you know, is the market in a growth phase right now with all the legislation against it, you know, Coinbase, Kraken, so and so forth, uh, you know, are there like top Web3 games that are coming out on chains that, you know, are even themselves growing in terms of liquidity, right? So you have a lot of new chains that have come out, but like compared to Ethereum, really, is there like more like liquidity than what's still on Ethereum? No, right? I mean, if you add them all together, maybe like somewhat it's comparable, but actually no. Right. But then those gas fees are so high. So where's the growth and the mainstream going to come in from here? Right now, if it's a matter of just kind of staying relevant and, and making a good story and then kind of building up for the next couple of years. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I'm not knocking that. I mean, you know, uh, you know, GameStop will have to, as a public company, make these kind of announcements. And they're going to look for the, the biggest growth sectors where they think that, yeah, it's going to make it happen. And they're going to look at Elixir and they're going to see, hey, Elixir has the most games. They've already had these partnerships down. It looks like a very straightforward bet. How much due diligence have they done? How much like competence do they really have in this space? Uh, well, you know, it's GameStop, so I'm not I'm not being uh, you know liable here or whatever like this to say that you know their performance has not been great in the last you know ten years or so, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's let's yeah. see. But to me, again, a nothing burger. Yeah, I just I I hope to see them be a trailblazer in this space in some sort of way. But what I've seen so far is that they're following pre pre made formats, you know, like they, yeah. they saw, they saw marketplaces come and get set up. They kind of copy pasted and it, it didn't revolutionize and thus didn't take off. Right. Cause it, this space is what it is. But if they do revolutionize, whether that's in, 
customer loyalty through this through this pass that's also an nft or something else through this launcher like some unlock that we're not thinking of you know that that's my only hope uh really. yeah and Doug, like i think you brought up a great point like so the copy pasta uh, has been something that they have done but i think there's a big difference now that we're in a different time period in the sense of where game developers are right mm -hmm. right now game developers need users right like it's it's everybody's fucking like starving for users we see a user and it's like <sighs> like it's like a steak out there and so <laughs> i think yeah, right now yeah like i think right now if gamestop is bringing something like this with all their users that they claim that they have um i think they might be taking a little bit more serious than they were in the past i i think we can hope, but circling back to your point on marketing, that's actually a good segue into the next one, which is Dot Swoosh and Fortnite. Um, so I'm pretty unfamiliar with Dot Swoosh. I am very familiar with Fortnite, but from my understanding, I guess you could like go claim uh, a Soulbound yeah. token or something like that, and you could connect your Fortnite account, and you could go play something in game, and it gave you an achievement, right? Yeah, right? I love them for I love them for proving my business model. <laughs> Props to them. Uh, ba basically, what's going on is once you set up a dot swoosh account, think of a dot swoosh account as a MetaMask wallet. Mm -hmm. It is Nike's custodial wallet for their crypto users. Once you link that wallet to Epic, then you get a soulbound achievement for doing so. You have until a certain date to do it. And then they are using that achievement as the whitelist for their next shoe collection which will have a game utility. Um, then there's a second achievement that is just a hat on a hat for buying the Nike Air Max pack in game with V-Bucks. And it's just an achievement with zero promise of utility or anything saying that you bought that, congrats. Um, so it's just on-chain achievements for in-game actions that you can now keep with you on your .swoosh account as long as you have it and can be identified off of it. Well, that's cool. So, um, do we see any like actual? Uh, I don't know. So, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm looking at this. I'm trying not to be super critical, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, I I don't really care about Nike. I'm not a big shoe guy. I really don't play a lot of Fortnite, but I love Web three. And even though I love Web three and I want to support the the ecosystem and all these systems, I'm not rushing out to go get a dot swoosh wallet. I'm not playing and re-downloading Fortnite to go get an achievement or go buy shoes, right? So is this really a good marketing tactic, or do you think it's a bit more niche than what we're seeing on Twitter? Because I I saw it blow up briefly, and then like I haven't heard anything since. I think it's a good marketing tactic. I mean, in the sense that like. For Web three, at least, like <laughs> this is a model that that this is what we, look. I mean, like uh, we wanted it right now. Like, like this is exactly what I am doing in Web three. So, like to me, it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I still think it is niche in that it is targeted to fans of Nike that are Web three adjacent and Web three mm -hmm. accepting. Um, for me, I I fully bought in because I've, I've, I've been full career in sporting goods. I've been selling Nikes for a long time, collecting Nikes for a long time. I have my own dead stock. I was stoked to see this. Like I got my dot swoosh account a long time ago. So as a fan, I was happy. And also I've hated on Fortnite my entire gaming career. 
I was in Valorant. I was in Pub. I said, this game sucks. Oh. I went and downloaded Fortnite, bought V-Bucks for the first time, and did all of these things that I would have never done if it wasn't for this activation. So if I'm only one person or like I'm a type of profile that represents 20 people today, you know, it is what it is, but that's going to grow. Um, you know, especially when the activations make sense. Like imagine minting out the skateboard shoe collection that I'm going to go use in the skating game coming up, you know, like that's interesting. And that's cool. Like same with golf, like any of their EA partnerships, I think there is a place for digital collectibles around footwear and around apparel that allows you to flex inside of these games. Yeah, I, I uh, on another point, but uh, in agreement in terms of it's a good thing, I think it's actually a very, very good thing. And I don't think it's niche at all. I think like real adults and professionals, it's part of a plan, not a one-off party, <laughs> like check your motherfucking walls, people, you know? Uh, and you know, it's there's a fucking plan here, right? And it's not like, hey, we're gonna convert all the gamers and everyone over to this loyalty system right away, but we're gonna take a really good step with a really good partner, right? Fuck, Fortnite in uh, Web2 Gaming, who can be a better IP partner right now? And they've, they've shown it, right? And then it's fucking Nike, mm -hmm. right? Like, holy shit. Now they take a little baby step for them, but this kind of baby step is a step forward. It's not a step that's going to disappear. True. It's something that's going to built on, upon, 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 upon. So um, I think it's a massive win, but you know, the massive win where it's going to be really held is like, is it going to be uh, felt outside of this kind of ecosystem between Fortnite and, and, and Nike? No, not right now and not for a while, uh, but at least they are joining in. And where the, I guess, the benefit for us as an industry is that like, if you have two industry titans kind of doing this, it validates that there's something there. And and that's where, you know, in the greater scheme of thing on a, on a business level, you know, we are going to improve. But in terms of like uh, when all like gamer come in, when all like whatever floor price go up. No, yeah, nothing to do with that. Give me one second before my son. <laughs> Chaos in the kitchen. I was about to say I hear that. For, you know, did you see him? He went by here and then uh, he little peeked out through the French doors and then. Give me one it's second. For uh, go for it. So if you look on Twitter, oh, um, I'm going to go. Don't worry. If you look on Twitter, pay attention to what Dot Swoosh is saying in replies and how they're handling everything going on. It's very clear that they are just mm -hmm. ironing out kinks, figuring out the customer service issues that are happening and trying to solve it and all this. They're making yeah. sure that this core base foundation of what they're building works and is a smooth funnel. And then from there, you yep. know, there, because so many people set up dot swoosh accounts once this activation happened. My inbox got flooded for two, <laughs> three days of people just looking for advice on how to set up a dot swoosh account. Like that, it, was, it blew me away. So, like, I really think it's just foundational learning around just linking these two accounts. That's why it's an achievement. Yep. That's why it's the whitelist. And from there, it's, it's building the bricks, so yeah, super looking forward to it. Now you said I can go get a whitelist, so I could go buy some shoes, right? And then you said those shoes are gonna have some sort of future use in one of their games or something. Exactly. So I'm glad you said that because I finally got to use this term. So they're fidgetals. No, in that 
you're not receiving a well because you get so, the physical like, shoe I, but you don't get the physical shoe to be clear you're oh okay a, okay a physical copy of whatever you're getting the but i have the the la colorway pair of the og air force ones on my dot swoosh account and i turned around and bought on ebay the matching pair of those in my size from deadstock <laughs> so like it is digital in that there are air force shoes in this collection that are one for one representations of past air forces that are in an open market right now and having their own floors rise because collectors like me are coming mm. in and, and getting it i think uh you know to, to that point i mean like you look at like porsche right you look at some of these other places that have tried to do something very similar right there, there's definitely a connection there right there's definitely a connection of now i don't, don't want to say if it's a flex maybe it is a flex a status or whatever it is i, I know that like you know uh I, I, if it was like a hat or something like where i'm i'm into hats like, yeah, I would want my metaverse, icon, you know, to have that same hat or whatever it is. So it's a connection, right? It's an IP connection to something. I think uh, uh, the beauty of what, everything that has just happened was, I thought the beauty was how much uh, little language was used to, to do all this. Whereas in our space, we would have tried to say, like, make sure you connect your NFT wallet with your MetaMask and sign and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, you could get a lot farther by not saying all that shit that's got to get involved. And um, I think that's the marketing right there that everybody needs to copy in Web3 to, to make it very easy and simple for everybody to understand. And, and to be clear, Nike spent thousands of dollars and months and hours of work to get the, that messaging right. Um, and that's what they've been secretly doing behind the scenes. Before I like fully dove into this space, when I was working in sporting goods, I was advising on how to do this blockchain stuff and yeah. everything. And like hours of meetings just on terms and like going over a paragraph and from legal to community marketing to the cfo to for whatever reason the cto is involved too like the amount of arguments that are probably happening over just these sentences <laughs> are i know it's it's insane and painful and it's it takes a lot to, I mean, to get here and they didn't even do it right actually there's I mean, issues we... We see it in Web3 too, though. We can't even come to an agreement on terminology in Web3. Everybody's like, oh, don't call it Web3 gaming. But then other people are like, well, how are they supposed to know it's a Web3 game then? And it's like, well, that's the point. that We don't need them to know that yet. And I'm kind of in agreement that that is something they probably did spend a ton, ton of money and time on. Like, if we've been here for years at this point and we can't figure it out and Nike's just now coming over and they managed to pull this off and fairly smoothly at that, I've have, I haven't heard of any complaints with the whole setup, so it seems to be working for him. <laughs> go, go check Blue Mojo's Twitter then. <laughs> He's been having a bit of a minting issue, but it, and it's interesting. Like they're very good on the Web two communication and customer service, but they do seem to be dropping the ball on the Web three side of it, specifically with the IT customer service issues, like mintings failing and being stuck in a transaction and these kind of stuff. So. It's super interesting to watch. And the details are in Twitter replies right now. So it's, it's hard to find the details. I'm over here trying to give them praise as somebody who doesn't even like or use Nike products. And you come in and like, hey, hold your praise. <laughs> oh, man. But I think it's comparable, like what Doug was saying, from like Web 2 to Web 3. And the Web 2, the playbooks all figure it out. 
Web3, that playbook isn't figured out, mm-hmm. right? And That's so, true. Uh, you know, again, like, you know, we're going to look back and we, and, and Jim Carrey, you say years, but it hasn't been years. It's been like a couple of years, you know, actually, right? And, and we lose track of that, right? Azuki happens like three days ago, right? And now it feels like it's it's a lifetime ago almost. It's getting to that point, right? Because the shit happens so quickly and so intently, you know, like before I had I, I was a Web3 uh, founder, and I'll, I'll use the term Web3 very deliberately here. You know, I hate social media. I, I don't want my kids on it. I, I think like this entire 140 character thing is stupid. I get a laugh whenever someone writes a thread and they say, man, I read a book today and it was like, my thoughts changed. Or like, man, I did a long form like post and it's like, it was really deep. I'm like, this is not my generation, man. <laughs> like, it's just not. But but what's amazing though is the collective agreement and the collective kind of thought that happens so quickly, right? And the information that gets disseminated on little, little tiny layers, but yet forms this kind of conscious kind of, uh, you know, direction, which is really interesting because there were a lot of like, you know, sci-fi slash, you know, socioeconomic theories that go back to like the 50s, 60s and 70s of like a world consciousness and, and how that kind of turns out. And Twitter's kind of like that. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, the space is still fundamentally extremely new. And I think mm-hmm. obviously uh, Nike, Nike, they know that Fortnite is willing to work with Nike on this, right? They probably will not work with any other Web3 type of game or collaboration, right? Because the IP's not there either. We still have a way to go. But, you know, Wild Paul had said yesterday on, on the call that really resonated with me because I'm in the same way is that, you know, they had sold the Age of Empire IP to Microsoft and, uh, you know, kept the studio. And at a certain point later, you know, even though they're building out the, you know, uh, Age of Empire games, they didn't own the IP anymore, right? And so when they ended up selling the the studio to Microsoft as well, they only got like $100 million for it, which seems like a lot, but not really compared to like what Age of Empires was, right? And so I think um, it's fantastic that Fortnite and uh, Nike on a branding s- s- and IP side is involved, and I think others will involve, and that will give us validity. But I think the whole benefit of being early right now is that you know we are developing our own ip right and this is why i think more than anything else if i really uh stop joking around a bit is that um i'm disappointed with azuki because i think that's one of the the stronger ip plays in in this kind of web3 space right the nft space right i like them to be better uh you know to to show like a kind of success case right but uh, i think all in all all good all good, Nike and Dot Swoosh. Look, look, I'm going to have to agree at this point because after listening to Dub Talk, I went to go sign up for a Dot Swoosh account, so now I'm going to have to go whore out myself so I can get an access code because I didn't realize it was gated behind an access code. And, and now I want to go play Fortnite, so god dang it. I, I hate that it's working. I'm apparently one of the one-off like side demographics because I'm a gamer. So and then are you he told me the Zuki too or no? No, no, no. Not unless those red pandas oh. come down, then maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we fought hard enough, I can get a panda, right? Yeah. One day, maybe. Yeah, Fresco, oh, he's man. trying to get a public donation for an Azuki. He's been shilling it hard. Well, just like, don't... I don't have an Azuki, but these are all the good things I think about Azuki now. 
Just don't take a loan against it. From what I was seeing online, apparently some people had loans against their Azukis, and with the current conditions, people are defaulting. So whatever you do, don't take out a loan against an NFT. That makes no sense, in my opinion. That is like... Uh, you know, it's not the worst thing, but it's like the, the whole premise of taking out a loan <laughs> and then buying three more and then taking out another loan and buying three more. Uh, you know, that's, I guess, where the, the issues start to come in. Yeah, if you want to do that through Dub, just hit me up. You know, no, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll default people. All good. I was listening to somebody yesterday. It's like, oh, I can't buy crypto because I'm in America. And somebody's like, oh, here, just send me some money through PayPal. And he's like, okay. I'm like, well, why can't you just buy it through MoonPay? He's like, oh, because I use a credit card. And it dawned on me. I'm like, this dude is using his credit card on PayPal to pay people to buy crypto. I was like, well, that's genius. Card on on MoonPay, first of all. So, not uh, certain states have it banned. I can't use mine either. Oh, yeah, it won't yeah. let me. I tried. I thought about the same thing. I was like, I could I could use credit to buy crypto and invest and make money. And then they were like, No, you're not. <laughs> I did that. I bought I bought gaming NFTs with my credit card. I believe it. Not financial advice, by the way. This is just us talking our own personal <laughs> silliness, uh, obviously. I had to try but... it. I was surprised it worked. <laughs> I wish mine did. So does anybody have anything else before we wrap it up today? I mean, we've kind of hit some of the bigger news this week, unless I'm missing something. Uh, you got something to no, share? No, I mean, uh, th th this is definitely great. It's great to be able to talk about uh, some of the key issues in our space or even key uh, announcements or wins or whatever, however you want to see it. Uh, it's awesome to bring on uh, a different face. So, Dub, thanks for coming on. Had a had a blast with you, uh, as always. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, exciting show. Thank you again for everybody that tuned in. I'm glad that we had such contrasting opinions this time because I think I think it was last week. Like everybody was in agreement on everything, and I'm like, well, this show isn't as spicy as we usually have. I guess I wasn't there last <laughs> week. <laughs> no, you weren't actually, and that was part of the problem. <laughs> No, la la last week we were compliant friendly, so like anybody could watch it. This oh, yeah. week we went back to the black You know, it's it's always good to see Jorge because uh, you know I want to say that he is a really uh, solid guy. So if you're looking for a consultant who who knows what's going on, uh, that's your man right there. He'll give it to you straight, and uh, you know he's you know everyone in this space is optimistic, and we're all kind of pioneers, no matter how much uh, we slag or. Or are negative because you know we're all early to space and and dub uh, with his background as well. But I haven't seen anyone dive in as quickly and as comprehensively as Dub. I mean, he's he, he's a real professional in this space. And Jin uh, Karen, you are a fantastic host, and uh, you know you are around and you're representing the the real truly gamer side of things and and, and keeping it very real. So you know I enjoy being with you guys, fucking around and uh, you know saying my shit. And uh, it's it's a good time because I think this uh, Web3 and crypto in general is, is full of so many fucking bullshitters. But these bullshitters have power because they get on the scams and, you know, they, they whatever and they flex their their secondhand Rolex that they bought. And I know you fuckers, you can't you don't have a relationship with a fucking AD to actually buy it properly. Right. I fucking do. You little punks. Right. <laughs> And what's going to happen, though, is that this is kind of a transitional period where the people who are real and have real product and, and real gaming and stuff like that, you know, that's going to change things. Because what's going to happen is that who is Nike and who is Fortnite and, and who are these bigger brands really going to kind of latch onto? And it's going to be the people who are, are very legit. 
Now, in the case of uh, GameStop, that will be the exception, though, because you know GameStop is GameStop. You no, know, they're gonna do what a public company who wants to keep the fucking momentum going does. Yeah, we're never working together, and uh, I never want to work with GameStop as well. You know, because it's it's a fucking red herring, man. So I don't with that know. controversy. But I will say, Jim Karen and uh, Jorge and Doug, they are up for working with GameStop. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Dub, he loves Elixir as well. He's down with that. And I'm sure Jorge is, is uh, ready to work for anyone who will pay top dollar and not uh, make him do anything <laughs> illegal. So, yeah. before we. Games, yeah, before. No, before we wrap this up, Dub, because you are a new face, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people real quick oh. where to catch you, what you do, and, and, you know, we'll wrap it up from there. Uh, I'm really good at playing video games. Um, so you can follow me on any social media platform you choose by searching a uh, dub with two H's. Um, you'll find me there. And then I always welcome stream sniping into my streams because you guys aren't even good enough to beat me anyways. So bring it on. Hope to see you in the games. All right. Any final thoughts? Shout out Jorge. to Kobe in the, uh, in the uh, comments and uh you know shout out to all those creators that are in the space man we're uh, very much appreciated by them and always supporting each other that's the biggest thing in this space because we're still early 100 percent, 100 percent. sinjin i know i know you love to talk you got one more thing to, to get out there are we good I'm sorry fresco I'm sorry going fresco to, uh, I'm going to New York tomorrow to see Finjan. That's all I know. So uh, wish me all. We're going to go to Keen's Chop House. There, I'm, I'm promoting something that's is quality that's been around a hundred years. Okay, Keen's Chop House. You gotta, you gotta get there and have the mutton chop. But I never do. I always go for the 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 prime, prime rib. Oh my god, that's so good. Just thinking about how good that is. Anyways, uh, guys, look, it's fucking tough right now. You know, it's not about being fearless or, you know, sloppy and kind of getting into it. Have some courage, you know, it, it's going to be a slog. But you look at something like Nike and Fortnite getting in together, you know, it's happening. So just have some courage and keep it going. As uh, Rod said a minute ago, great words of wisdom from Sinjin. We're just missing Fresco's biceps. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a wrap for us, folks. Unfortunately, Shay was not uh, was not able to make it today. She ended up being ill at the last minute. So um, you know she should be back next week for next week's show. But in the meantime, we're going to bring the block sauce to a close. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, a huge thank you to our phenomenal panelists for taking time out of their day to join us and hang out, share their insights and expertise. So make sure you guys follow them on any socials. Uh, I think Twitter is pretty much everybody's primary. <laughs> so, uh, And, of course, we couldn't have done it without our amazing viewers and supporters. Your engagement and passion fuel our drive to bring you the hottest topics and thought-provoking conversations week after week. Remember, the sauce never stops flowing. And if you have any suggestions for next week's topic, feel free to drop it in the comments, and we will consider it. I can't make any promises. We we uh, we like to do things on the fly. I see Sinjin over there smiling ear to ear. <laughs> so, and if you missed any other episodes, make sure that you head over to our website 
got videos up on Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. I'm trying to convince the team to maybe expand a little bit further, but I'm not going to say where just yet, so uh, keep my mouth shut there. And that's going to be it for today, Sauce Enthusiasts. Join us next week for another exhilarating episode of The Block Sauce, where we'll keep the flavor alive and the discussions fiery. Until then, stay saucy and keep rocking the Web3 culture. Have a good one.